The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Our guest is Christina Hooper, Chief Global Market Strategist at Invesco Advisors. Christina, on, on this program, the strategists and fund managers that we've been talking to um, are basically pretty wary of the rally in risk assets that we've seen of, of late. But it seems like their desks are out there buying because we've seen a pretty, a pretty strong rally. I know your position is slowdown, not recession. Is that enough to propel this thing forward? I actually think chances are that it is. You know, if we look at the downturn in the S&P 500, really the bear market that occurred from early January to mid-June, it was similar to the average that we've seen in terms of bear markets since the 50s. Um, and uh, and what has really been the determining factor as to whether or not the rally can be sustained, whether or not this turns into, um, shall we say, a bull market or if it is just a head fake and it, it um, goes down again, is really whether or not we go into uh, a real recession, a full-blown um broad-based recession. And I think that the Fed is going to be able to engineer uh, a soft dish landing. I won't say soft, but a soft dish landing. <laughs> soft dish. I, I, and I think that will be enough um, for for this stock market. I, I understood. Uh, I mean, this sort of environment, Christina David here, by the way, is is well, it's a sort of condition where you know we're just a bad inflation report away from just us being back to square one. I, I guess the thesis here is: Do you think we're past the halfway point of the tightening cycle, at least? Well, I don't know if it necessarily needs to be past the halfway point of the tightening cycle because mm. so much of this is psychology, right? <clears throat> if we think about what drove this stock market this year, it was all about the Fed and it was about um, changes in expectations uh, around the Fed, the Fed doing something different than the market expected. I mean, the Fed made a very dramatic pivot to a more hawkish stance um, before markets anticipated. And that, to me, was a real catalyst to send markets down. Um, mm. And what we could see now is a pivot to a slightly less hawkish stance. That doesn't mean that that tightening is anywhere near done. But if it is, if the Fed is treading a little more softly, then that could be enough. To, to support the stock market. You know, we saw a little bit of a reversal in the selling of commodities last week uh, until Friday, and then oil dropped uh, more than 2%. Uh, is, is, is there a little bit of irrationality in commodity markets? Oh, for sure. Uh, I think because <laughs> it, it is, it's, it's a difficult market to really predict. And, and, I, and I think it's just a, an environment in which um, many investors are on edge. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm not surprised to see um, relatively swift moves there. For what the last, I'd say, decade or so, 
market participants have been craving yield. We now have it. 3.1% yield in offer in treasuries. Should investors take advantage of that offer? And if so, do you buy the two-year or do you buy the 30-year? Oh, those are great questions. Yes, I think investors should take advantage of yield, uh, but should be thoughtful about it. I mean, we recognize that we're in an environment in which rates are likely to go up. Uh, we're going to continue to go up. Uh, so, so I think right now um, it's time to to start adding uh, some some fixed in- income exposure and. I think there's there's uh, you know a variety of different areas to do it. I think the sweet spot is investment grade. Uh, I think there's potential there, especially U.S. investment grade right now. Um, but there are you know there are a variety of different opportunities, and I don't think investors should avoid dividend paying stocks either. Um, those those uh, look relatively attractive. There's still some some nice yields there. So I, I you know in terms of of two versus ten. That's um that's a a question for the times. I think I would uh, I think I would have exposure to both. So it's tempting to think that on the back of the drop in commodity prices uh, on Friday and the big rally on Wall Street that Asia will follow along. The problem is that if you look here recently, Hong Kong and China stocks are down two to three percent in the last month, while the S and P has rallied eleven percent. And it seems to be that China is suffering from more than just the selected. COVID lockdowns. Uh, are you tempted to take advantage of that, um, dis, you know, disparate movement in the in the two areas over the past month or so? Absolutely. I think there is potential for real positive surprise uh, in China. I'm, uh, let's face it, um, there has just been so much pessimism. Uh, <clears throat> and as you pointed out, that has really driven, driven a, a, a great disparity in performance. Um, but let's face it, uh, the Chinese economy is reopening. Hong Kong is reopening. This is uh, an environment in which we're going to see improving economic data. I think we're going to see certainly improvement in retail sales, improvement in industrial production. Um, and of course, we also have the tailwinds of accommodative monetary policy as well as accommodative fiscal policy. So I think investors should be patient. I don't know if we're going to see a turnaround immediately, but this is an oversold environment. And, and how does one act on, on that thesis? Is it a broad index ETF? Is there a specific sector exposure that you want? Well, I think you certainly want to be careful around property as it as it works out its kinks. But I think exposure, in particular to China tech, um, makes uh, makes a lot of sense and is a, is a very attractive opportunity right now. Again, it's not a thesis that that it might not play out um, in the very near term. But I I I feel you know this is a very attractive attractive entry point if someone has, if an investor has a long enough time horizon. Um, and, I, and I'm thinking even just six to 12 months, I, I think we would realize positive surprise. But Christina, some, some of the points working against that thesis, uh, it, it's not just the COVID lockdowns and, you know, hopefully they're coming out of that. And it's not just the property sector, but it's also the animal spirits just seem to be gone from from uh, consumers. And you can kind of see that from the loans data that we got on Friday. And it seems like if you balance that with the liquidity in the banks, there's plenty of money there, but people are just not taking out loans. Uh, that might be hard to turn around. Well, uh, yes, certainly that is not um, an easy um, overnight fix. But I do believe that there's certainly a lot of a lot of tools in the policy arsenal. 
that can certainly change that. And that I think we will see Chinese policymakers deploy over time some of them. So so to me, again, I, I, I don't know if we're going to see a change overnight, but that's okay. Um, you know, there's that old adage, we want to be greedy when others are fearful, fearful when others are greedy. Um, if this is a time where investors are, are uh, in mass uh, fearful, uh, that spells opportunity. Okay. On, on that note, and as we look ahead to the week and a very big and a busy day for China today, Christina Hooper, we thank you so much for coming on the show. Have a great week ahead, ma'am. Chief Global Strategist there at Invesco Advisors. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.